out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the age of between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.steptoptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your hosts, Shandara Peschel and Steven Zhao, together with the Express Yourself Star On Air team. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. Now, here's Shondara Pachau and Steven Zhao to kick off the fun. Hello and welcome to our program, Express Yourself. We're a show by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. I'm Steven Zhao. And I'm Courtney Chung, back to host again alongside Steven. This week, we've got a special guest here today for two segments. Diane Fertel is a storyteller. Now, at first glance, you might think, why a storyteller? Don't they just tell stories? Well, I'm sure stories are really fun to hear, and actually, she has an interesting perspective that we'll hear more about in future segments. Courtney, what do you know about storytelling? You're the book it person here. You should know <laughs> a lot about reading. Um, I actually think, even though, even though in elementary school, I really disliked getting read to or like using the audio books or like chapter books i actually think i've come to and come to enjoy having being told stories because it's a lot easier to understand a language actually when it's being spoken rather than just reading it by yourself in your head what do you think Mm -hmm. and i think the interesting thing is how it the audio kind of brings the story to life um uh, we had to read hamlet for english for Yay. <laughs> it, it actually wasn't that bad. Even though reading it was difficult, our teacher did was he showed us a movie version of it that actually ended up having every single line spoken out loud in the movie. Not just like a scripted, but actual every single line is spoken. And it really helped because it kind of showed us what was going on in between each scene and everything. Oh, so it went like literally as what Shakespeare wrote. They didn't rephrase it, re-put it into... Yeah, exactly. And oh, it was really so awesome. Cool. Yeah. Nice. And, I mean, I think also the cool thing is when you read a story, you can add voices to it, which is the, which is my favorite part. Okay. Did we, did we talk about this before? I feel like this conversation has has happened once. Well, 
I mean, I really like it. You can take like someone who's supposed to be an old woman and then make it sound like a young hipster guy or something, and just based why, on why would anyone do that? Because Steven, it sounds funny. Steven, you go go pursue your voiceover job, and then you can make voices. I actually, the- I actually am considering doing voiceover jobs because it's really fun to change one's voice. All right. Okay. Anyway, back back to the show and storytelling. <laughs> Aside from our guest, Diane. Furlet, is it Furlet? Yes. Diane Furlet. We have our um, our reporter Youngju on with Artsy Crafts and Jacqueline Tao reporting with Campus Calling in one of our later segments. You guys are here. These two field reporters coming back. Youngju's been on for the past many many weeks in a row. You guys, are, hopefully, the listeners have not grown tired of her voice. Don't think anyone would. <laughs> I don't think anyone would be able to grow actually, tired. For actually, her. actually, let's see if they would. Youngju, she's on right now, and she's about to be our, uh, the field reporter for this segment. Let's get her voice back on the air and see if people are start groaning. Youngju, you there? Uh, yes, Stephen. I'm glad to have such strong moral support before starting the show. Ah, but hello, voice everybody. Again. <laughs> I hope you're having a great week so far. My week has been slightly ruined after Stephen's comment, and I hope you're not tired of my voice. But hopefully you've also been learning that crafts are easy and fun, as well as hearing my voice, which, as Courtney said, I hope you like. <laughs> as well as being fun and easy, crafts are also a great way to relax. And today I've prepared a couple crafts along lines of storytelling. Storytelling is an important part of everyday life. You may not realize it, but half the time we talk, we are storytelling. The other half, we should be listening. But telling friends about weekend plans or what you do over the holiday is indeed storytelling. I love making scrapbooks, and scrapbooks are a great way to tell your story. Quite amusing to flip through them now. I hate when people take pictures of me, though, and it's always been that way. But when I was little, people could like force me to take pictures, but now, not so much. So there aren't many scrapbooks of me anymore, sadly. I sort of regret that, or more like I know I will regret it. But my hatred of pictures is just that great. I can't overcome it. I like taking pictures, though, which is a bit strange. But you don't have to be creative to make a scrapbook. Thank goodness. Craft stores sell complete scrapbook sets that come with the pretty paper, ribbons, stickers, and even the book. They usually have an ongoing theme, so all you need to supply are the pictures and a couple captions. These craft stores also sell all the things separately if you're going for a specific theme like graduation or the ocean or even childhood. I would suggest starting early. Take lots of pictures so you have plenty to work with. If you have a diverse range of pictures, it's more meaningful. The next craft is a bit of a stretch from storytelling, but it portrays a similar idea. I really like gardening, and I had to do a craft about it. Basking in the sunlight and the feeling you get from raising plants is amazing. My parents don't like pets, so I've never really had the joy of raising a dog or cat. Granted, I have raised a bunny, turtles, and fish, so I haven't missed out on too much. Like pets, growing plants takes a lot of patience. You have to understand that plants don't sprout up in a day or two. It's a hard concept for me. Well, people who lack patience in general, but gardening with friends is even more enjoyable because you can get to share this unbeatable experience with someone else. All you need to get started are some planting pots, dirt, and a package of seeds. A shovel would be nice too, you know, but. Surprisingly, a package of seeds has a lot of seeds in it. So unless you have more than 20 pots or a really big garden outside, you probably will only need one package of seeds. 
You can decorate the pot and keep track of the plant's growth in a more sciencey type of story, but on the upside, it has a lot of pictures. It's more fulfilling than it sounds, I promise. Gardening is a huge story, and it has all the components to the climax and a plot line, everything. I really feel like people this day and age can learn something from going outside and interacting with nature. People who live in smaller houses and apartments can also take part in this because all plants need is a little shelf where they can get sunlight, unlike most pets. I love growing pansies in small jars and displaying them on the kitchen windowsill for everyone to see my patience and my hard effort gardening. But all you need is some dirt and plant a couple seeds in a jar. And then there you have it. You have your own little mini garden. These also make really good gifts to give to people to inspire them to garden as well. So get out and garden and have fun with artsy gifts. Jumping back, Yonju, did you say you hated pictures? Yeah, I really dislike taking pictures. <laughs> like at my friend's birthday, it was her 15th birthday, so it's not that big. Like I had to force myself to take pictures this year. But last year, I like cleverly avoided every single picture opportunity like her mom would seriously like stand there with the camera and i would somehow have a folder in my hand and like literally oh put it up or turn i it really back. hate pictures <laughs> so you hate getting pictures taken of you yeah of me do you so like, like taking photos of others yeah. um well i don't know i i like taking pictures of, like landscape and animals more than people but if people ask me to take a picture i'm like sure whatever it's not too big of a deal Okay, so I'm trying to understand what's this hatred of getting a picture taken of you yourself. Is it like, I mean, we already established that some people might get annoyed with your voice. Are you worried that people will get annoyed with your oh, face Steven. also? Oh, Steven. <laughs> Thanks, Steven. I feel the moral support. Take this as a compliment that I consider you a good enough friend now that I can insult. Oh, thanks, Steven. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Courtney, you should probably ask a real question now. I'm having too much fun. So, yeah, my other friend said, yeah. I insult you because I insult everybody. And I was just like, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> no, I don't insult everybody. Only the people I actually know. Okay, anyway, back to back to, um, t- picture taking. Youngju, do you usually take pictures for fun? Or is it you, do you usually set times to go out and take pictures? Or you just take it whenever? I like to just go out and take pictures whenever, and I live, I fortunately live in a really, like, pretty place, so there's, like, tons of things to take pictures of. I recently, well, not recently, but about a year ago, I got a Polaroid camera, so I really love taking pictures with that. Oh, those are awesome. I really want one. The film is so expensive, though. Yeah, but I feel like it's worth it in the long run, and yeah. you you only take a couple of pictures, so I don't That's know. That's true. Yeah. Definitely. What's about this uh, gardening thing, though? How do you think a garden can tell a story, as you said at one point? Well, so when you plant the seed, that's like the beginning. And then you wait for it to grow so long that you get really eager to see it, like, grow. And then sometimes the seeds are mixed up. And then there's, like, a little mystery going on. Like, ooh, what flower will it grow into? Ooh, suspense. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think I, I, I can see the connection. But it's a little random. <laughs> no, it's not. Like, there's my friend, she actually read, like, the book version of Bambi, and they dedicated, like, a whole section of it to 
personifying two leaves on an autumn tree that were falling because it was signifying the season change. And as like a writer, I was like, that's actually a really, really beautiful way to portray a season change rather than just saying, oh, like seasons are changing, like it's getting colder. I thought it was really interesting. So that is true. I think gardening and plants is another way to tell a story. I just don't think many people consider it that way because like they're not human, you know? Yeah, and even in Alice in Wonderland, they have that really great scene with the roses. And plants can be interesting, even if Stephen doesn't think so. I think I'm just literally incompetent, but... Okay, as in literal... Not literally as in... Uh, anyways, moving on. <laughs> I Okay, I will stop being sarcastic and cynical here, and I will say that I do actually understand what you're saying. And it's interesting with the whole idea of gardening into a story and that... Uh, like you said, it takes a lot of time, and it takes a lot of effort, and it takes people kind of being patient and kind of investing in something, and that's basically what a story is, investing mm-hmm. in a long-term event. That is very true. Yeah. Yonju, sorry, we're almost, well, basically out of time. Your crafts are awesome, and I love how you connect them to the most random topics. It's There's not craft for everything. That is true. That is true. No matter what you do, you can bring some crafts, you can bring some art Definitely. into it. All right, we have to take a break right now, but when we return, you'll hear from internationally famous storyteller of all stories, Diane Furlat. I'm Stephen Zhao. And I'm Courtney Chung. You are listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. Make sure to check out the photos, descriptions, links, gossip, and more at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot search voice america at your favorite app store bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more we'll tackle the classics the best sellers and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom tune into bookworm airing thursdays at 3 p.m pacific time and 6 p.m eastern time on the voice america kids channel we promise that listening will be just like delving into a good... Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey there, and thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Stephen Zhao. And I'm Courtney Chung, and we are your teen hosts. Diane Follatt has a story to tell. In fact, she has many. When Diane Falad arrives on stage, you can't help but be carried away by her charismatic style of telling that includes music, sign language, movement, humor, and song. Diane tells true life personal and historical stories, as well as folk tales, legends, myths, and fables. Besides passing on history and culture, Diane believes that storytelling helps to promote reading readiness, visual imagery, imagination, and character and moral development. She has performed in virtually every state in the United States and has toured internationally many times. All of her recordings have won honors, including awards from Parents' Choice, American Library Association, National Parenting Publications, to iParenting Media, as well as a Grammy nomination. Please welcome Diane for a lot. Hello, Diane. Hello. Diane, before we start off, for us lay people, when we were talking about storytelling in the first segment, we were wondering what that quite means? Does it mean just reading a story or adding voices to it? Basically, could you give us your definition of what storytelling is? Well, my definition of storytelling is um, it's, very, it's, it's audio. It's speaking from your mouth. Mm-hmm. It's not reading. It's not typing a story. It's not theater, uh, like acting. It's talking to the person you're talking to or the people you're talking to, looking at them and sharing what you have to share and getting their feedback, which helps shape how you tell what you're telling. So it's not necessarily a memorized written book, but more any kind of story that it could be even just in your mind. A true story. Yeah. That's happened to you. An experience that happened to you. It could be a story that was read out of a book, but told from your head. Mm-hmm. It could be you know, historical things that you know about, I've read about. Awesome. In the past. So would you relate it to more of as a lecture style, as in like a teacher is standing in front of a group of people, like kind of lecture, not really lecturing, but just kind of talking about a topic rather than, as Stephen said, reading a story? No, it's not quite that. Not quite a lecture. Storytelling is about feelings. It's not the head, it's the heart. And Mm -hmm. storytelling helps people to... uh, to feel the emotions that are that are happening with the characters in the story. Mm-hmm. And you can't really feel that by reading just words, I guess. And that's something that we thought about during the first segment, and it's definitely true. Well, words are frozen. Mm-hmm. And like I asked the person in the airport, a young teenage girl that was texting, texting, texting. I said, excuse me, can I ask you a question? She said, yes. I said, would you rather talk to a person or text them? She went, text. I said, why? You don't have to show emotion. (laughs) How is that supposed to be a good thing is my question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess kids are more and more today. They're not not showing emotion. They can just type the words. Somebody can tell you, yes, I want you to come to the party. But if you heard them say it, they might say, yeah, you can come to the party. 
<laughs> hearing your voice and seeing your eyes and your face is different. Yeah, I think we've become callous, unemotional, heartless freaks. <laughs> I, you stole the words right out of my mouth, Stephen. Although that was a little harsh. Diane, it's just a tad. <laughs> Diane, the listeners and us here on the show would really love to hear what you mean, a sto- what you mean by storytelling. I hear that you have a short story na- titled Feathers that you could share with us. Would you like to just do that right now? Sure. It's very short, but, it's, but it says a lot. Thank you. There's a reason that the creator gave us two eyes, two ears, but one mouth. Because some people just talk too much. Like there was a woman. I mean, anything that came into her head came out of her mouth. And one day this woman, she went down to the marketplace and she was in there five minutes before her tongue began to wag. She said, hey, hey, you see that woman down there? No, not that woman, the big fat woman. The one that's selling the vegetables, the big fat one, yes. See those vegetables she's selling? They come from my garden. She's a thief. I tell you, she's a thief. The big fat woman is a thief, thief, thief. And there was so much commotion in the marketplace. People called the woman thief, 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 pointing at her, laughing. So much commotion. Both women were taken before the judge. The judge said, what is going on here? All this commotion in the marketplace. And the woman with the sharp tongue, she said, <laughs> well, Your Honor, what I said in the marketplace, <laughs> it was just a little joke. I was just having a little fun. I didn't mean anything by it. It was just a little joke. But the woman who was hurt by the word, she said, but you humiliated me in front of everyone. You called me fat, had everyone laughing. Then you ruined my good name. You call me a thief. A thief. Okay, 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 okay. I, I, I take it back, okay? I'm sorry, but you honestly, I can't be blamed for all this, you honor. It was the people who heard the words who took them and spread them all around. You know, I can't be blamed, but look, I take everything all back, okay? I'm sorry I said them, I take everything back and I apologize, okay? Everything's okay now, okay? Okay? And the judge just shook his head and said, this woman doesn't understand what she's done. And she will do it again and again and again. He says, no, your cruel words cannot be forgotten. You take this feather pillow to the marketplace and you cut it. And you let the feathers fly where they may. Then you bring me back the feathers. Every one. Uh, but how can it, uh, it? Well, she knew she had to do what she was told. She took the pillow to the marketplace. She cut it and the wind took the feathers here, there, and everywhere. And she tried her best to catch each and every one, but she soon found out it was impossible to do. And when she got back before the judge, she said, I, I couldn't get all the feathers back. The wind took them and spread them here, there, and everywhere. So I couldn't get them all back. Oh, I guess it's the same with my words that I can't 
get back. Ah, said the judge. Can you control the wind? Huh? No. But can you control the wind that comes out of your mouth? Huh? Cruel words, just like feathers, fly in the wind and can never be gotten back again. That's the story of feathers. Wow. 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 <laughs> I, 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 I'm using how that story is about not speaking too much, and I'm kind of at a loss for words right now. <laughs> Diane, that was very, um, that was amazing how you can bring that story to life. I could imagine the woman running down the marketplace trying to chase after those little tiny feathers. <laughs> that was amazing. That was beautiful. It's a good story. It has a lot yeah. to say about it watching what we say and who we say it to. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was wondering, as I was listening, um, I know that you often use like visuals to help your storytelling, but now that you're telling it like over the internet, over Skype, how do you feel about losing the visual factor of your storytelling? People seeing my face, you mean? Yes. Oh, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's um, difficult sometimes because storytelling works best, mm -hmm. you know when you person to person, eye to eye. And, um, but they still get the, gets the story, of course. How did you feel hearing it? Did you still feel the emotion? Yes. From the woman definitely. who was hurt? Uh-huh. Did you, you can just, you can hear it coming out of your voice. And that's just something that I think, um, I now realize it's probably one of the marking features of a good storyteller that you can hear the emotions and the passion and the story coming out of the vocals right there. Well, that's the most important element in a story to me is the emotion. Mm -hmm. And I, I told stories in New Zealand one time, and I'm telling to about 16 um, elder people in from an old folks' home. They brought them in to hear me in New Zealand. They had no idea what I was going to do. And, and so um, I began telling my story, and I got no response, no Sounds, no facial expressions, no eye, eye movement, nothing. They said that like they were bored. I went, I thought I was failing. I thought, oh, I'm really bombing. This is terrible. But I kept talking and talking because it's hard to keep a, a story going if you don't get any kind of response. Mm -hmm. The same with the conversation. If you're talking to your friend and you're telling them something really interesting or about what happened and they give you no response at all, you're going to stop talking. Yeah but I'm talking to the group and I'm talking and talking and getting no response. I'm thinking, I'm really bombed. And then when I finished, I said, do you have any questions? And somebody stood up. I went, uh-oh. And she said, well, when we first heard uh, you were coming and doing storytelling, we didn't want to come because we didn't know anything about this storytelling, what you were going to do. But... I know I speak for all the ladies here. And we want you to know, we're glad you came our way because you made us feel something. I did? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why didn't you show me a clue? <laughs> a clue. But I learned from that experience. Different cultures and different people listen differently. Everybody doesn't show emotion when they're listening. Everybody doesn't make a sound. I'm from the African-American tradition. We all say something. If I'm telling a story, they go, really? Oh, no. 
oh, don't open that door. You know, if you go uh-huh. to the movie house with African-Americans, we will talk during the movie. <laughs> and so I'm used to response. But I realize I have to do what I do. No matter who the audience is, just keep going. And hopefully, you know, they get what I'm talking about. They feel something of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so interesting because even as you were telling that personal story right there of what happened on your trip, I could hear elements of your storytelling nature in there. I could hear yeah. how you were using the changing your voice to to portray the woman who stood up and using the emotion of the fear, talking in front of giant crowds that don't show emotion and everything. I I am thoroughly impressed, Diane. <laughs> Well, that's 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 the way I tell stories. <laughs> oh I yes, up, I, I grew up hearing people tell stories like that. Well, that's <laughs> why you're a national storyteller. Diane, we had to pause for now, unfortunately, for this segment. But I am so happy that you're going to be on for the next segment because we got a lot of questions yes. to ask you. Yes, <laughs> ask away. Yeah, we're going to go cut to a quick break, but luckily your skills will be back with us next segment. Anyways, I'm Stephen Zhao. And I'm Courtney Chung. When we return, more inspiration and motivation from the storyteller of all stories, Diane Fallot. We'll be back in a bit. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's almost showtime. Tune in to Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that, and will answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. What is No Antipreservatives all about? Well, it might be easier to say what isn't the show about. Your host will give it to you straight. His take on film, television, books, video games, and pretty much any other topic that comes up. He'll keep you safe and on top of the latest in media and let you know what to stick with and what to trash. Listen every week to No Added Preservatives, and each show will leave you wanting more. Tune in Wednesday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens.
Hey there, and thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Stephen Zhao. And I'm Courtney Chung, and we are your teen hosts. If you're just tuning in today, our show is about storytelling, featuring the storyteller of all stories, Diane Fralat. Diane, welcome welcome back. (laughs) Sorry. Diane, welcome back to the show. Thank you. So, Diane, actually, over the break, I... Unfortunately, my co-hosts stopped me from saying this during the break. They wanted me to get it on air. What I was saying is that while you were talking, I was thinking about the public speaking program that I'm enlisted in right now and I'm heavily involved in, which participates in events much like what you seem to be doing, spending 10 minutes just talking and using that 10 minutes to act out an entire story. The reason I say this right now is, Diane, I want to know how you got to the point where you are now. Where does storytelling come into your life and how did you learn it and how did you find that passion for it? Well, growing up, um, I didn't have television and Nintendo and Game Boy and those kind of things. So (laughs) being born in a family and without those things, family who loves to talk, um, that's how I grew up. Everybody talked. And there was more talking back there because there was no TV and no computers back then. So uh, there was a lot more talking. So my family talked and told stories, told lies, sitting on the front porch a lot, sitting around the dinner table. And uh, my family uh, loved it and invited neighbors over to, to do the same thing on the front porch. They told stories and they talked and told lies. And um, so I grew up hearing a lot of talking. So I was kind of steeped in the oral tradition. I grew up very, very oral, but I had no idea about how important stories were. I didn't even hear the word storytelling back then. People just t- told stories. And uh, uh, when, when Africans were first brought to America, we had to be totally oral. They didn't allow us to read or write. But that tradition of talking and telling stories, you know, <laughs> saved us, mm-hmm. you know, and helped us to bring about laughter and, and, and talk about things that would give us courage and strength. So I think... Uh, this came from coming from an oral culture, you know. That's that's what came to me, and uh, I had no idea how important stories were because I was just a kid. But it came to me when I adopted my own children how important and powerful storytelling is. Because I adopted my first child; she was six weeks old, no problem, baby. My second child, a boy, ooh, he was three and a half years old. He came with stories. And one story was, he was a TV addict. I would try to read bedtime stories and he would say, I want to watch TV. I said, no, honey, we're having the bedtime story now. Okay? No, I want to watch TV. (laughs) I thought, what kind of kid is this? And I'm still trying to read the book. And my daughter's saying, read the book, mama, read the story. And he's still whining for TV. And finally, I realized I'm reading to a TV brain, just like most of us today are teaching TV brains in schools and trying to get TV brains to listen. And I said, oh, man, what am I going to do? Because what I was doing was not getting it. And so what I did, I changed what I was doing. I began to read that story like I was telling it because I grew up very oral. I became the characters. I used pauses. I used sound effects. You know, I got a book that had a witch's. <laughs> he jumped and said, oh, maybe I better listen. 
There was a frog, the story. There was a cat. Meow. You know, there was a frog. Ribbit. He was listening like it was live TV. It just sounds like it. Um, yeah, it does. And so I said, whoa, okay. And now I know what to do. Every week, go to the library and get new books. So that's how I got started in doing it at home. And I had no plans of doing it outside my house. I was doing it for my children, especially mm-hmm. my son, who was a TV brain. So how did you get to the point of doing it on professional level outside of the house? Well, somebody asked me at church to do it. Uh, no, they didn't ask me to do it, but they asked me to come to be the chairman of the Christmas program. And all these kids who were coming from shelters were invited. And I thought, what are we going to do with all these kids? Since I'm the chairman of the program, I said, hey, maybe we'll try some stories. My kids like it. Maybe I'll just try it. So I got some stories together and I told my stories at the party and somebody heard me. And that's when my life changed. She said, excuse me, um, you're kind of good. <laughs> that's an understatement. <laughs> Can you come to my school? I said, oh, no, I'm just telling from my church. She said, my kids would just love you. You come to my school, we'll even pay you. Huh? Where's your school? I went to her school and somebody else saw me. Well, can you come to my daughter's school? Sure. And then somebody else saw me and somebody else, it got worse and worse and worse. But the more I kept going to schools and telling to kids, I saw kids thirsty for a story. I saw people who were working at the schools peeking out with their mouths open like they forgot what it was like to hear a story told. I said, there's something to this. We've gotten so far from talking to each other. We are typing. We are texting. And people are thirsty to hear a story told. So after doing it so many times, I decided to quit my job and do it. And I did. And my friend said, you did what? You quit your job to do what? Storytelling? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> it was my life. And I didn't want to get old and say, wish I could have, should have tried it. When I found out through, through the responses to my storytelling that I had a knack for it, I was good at it. I said, I'm going to try this. I think it's something that's needed. And it is. That, Diane, that's really amazing how you're taking something that's just such an integral part of your culture and then implementing it in such a way that it touches so many people's lives and it brings an ideal that's almost lost. And frankly, I think you're saving it. You're literally, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I haven't heard about you before, but you're <laughs> literally saving storytelling right now. And I hope this show helps save it even more. This is I'm really amazing. One. I'm not the only one. And many of us out there doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Diane, when you said, you said when, more and more people started inviting you to some schools. You used the word worse. Why do you use worse? Well, I, I thought being off, being off work, I'd make up stories to get off work to go tell stories. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can't do that. When you put the pot away. <laughs> you can't do that. So, Diane, what's your professional life like right now? Do you just fly around to whoever books you for storytelling? And is that basically what makes up your daily routine? Exactly. Whoever calls me, whoever emails me, I respond. If I can do it, I can do it. If I can't, I can't. Mm-hmm. What if we can get you for our school? <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. I told stories this morning to about 700 children. Oh, gosh. They came to the Bay Area Storytelling Festival on a study trip. So they had just, today was just all kids from different schools. They had so a storytelling me, festival? It was, yes, a Bay Area Storytelling Festival. And so today was a, a student day. All the students came from different schools and had me and two other t- storytellers. 
That's awesome. Diane, where do you get the stories that you tell? Do you find them from a library or just word of mouth or what? Oh, all of that. From library books, from books I find myself, from my own personal life, from experiences I have and that I, you know, experiencing in my life, traveling and meeting people, stories from history, stories from, you know, folklore, anywhere I can find them. Any story that I can find that fits my mouth, mm -hmm. I will tell it. And that's what I was wondering. What criteria do you say is a story, makes up a story that fits your mouth, as you just said, that makes it something you want to tell to others? Stories that connects to something that, that makes me feel something. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel anything, or it's a mirror to my own life, I said, oh, wow. Or something I want to share with other people to help them understand maybe who I am, or maybe understand my culture more, maybe understand something in life. That's what stories do. They help us understand better what we're doing here on this earth and maybe how we should probably get better, you know, what we're doing kind of wrong or look at what we're doing and explains things. So in the process of like telling all these stories and getting a wider audience, did you ever experience any stage fright? Because I'm a musician and I play violin, I perform solos. And even oh. though I've been playing for the past 10 years, I still always get so frightened, but right before I go on stage, has that ever happened to you? Yeah, we all, we all, in the beginning it got, it was more, because uh, I wasn't used to being in front of so many people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but the more I did it, eh, you, you're nervous for like, you know, you're nervous before you go on, but then as soon as my mouth opens, the story takes over and it's gone. How do you, how do you remember all of these stories so well? By telling them. You don't By tell them, you can't remember them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. by telling them. Oh, wow. Diane, what other kinds of uh, stories do you generally tell? Do you have any other samples? Obviously, we don't have time to hear full stories, even though we would like to. But... Oh, yeah, no, I tell, I tell lots of stories. I told a story this morning. It's, it, it's, it, I found it in a book, and, it's, uh, and I told the kids they could find it in the library so they could see the difference in reading a book and hearing a story told because words are frozen. Mm-hmm. Words are frozen. That is definitely something we're taking away from this show. Words are frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta bring you, them to life. So, Diane, do you personally prefer being told stories or do you prefer reading them yourself? Told. Told? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Dang. Diane, <laughs> I, I am kind of in shock. I really do enjoy this. Dan, quick question, jumping back to when you were telling about your uh, history and how you got into storytelling, where did you grow up? You mentioned your African-American roots several times, but could you give us some details about that? Well, I was born in New Orleans, Louisiana, but I left there when I was nine years old. We left Jim Crow. You know what Jim Crow is? Uh, not not quite. No. I, it rings a bell, but not precisely, no. Okay, well, Jim Crow's, there were laws in America, in the South. That, that kept blacks away from many Jim things. Jim Crow laws, that's what I remember. Oh, yeah. American history. Yeah, and they had signs around to remind us, whites only, colored only. When I was a little girl, I had to pay my money on the bus, get off the bus, walk along the side, and get on in the back of the bus. Mm. That's just the way it was. Mm -hmm. All right, Diane, unfortunately, we are out of time. Thank you so much for joining us here today. And uh, just as the last thing to say to anyone who's listening what kind of advice and what kind of inspiration would you give to young people listening right now that possibly are like tv brains like you said what short piece of advice would you give to them to help them realize this world of storytelling well first of all 
I would say our world is full of stories. I say what the best stories are from each other, talk to each other, don't always type. Look at each other and talk to each other, learn about each other, especially somebody, somebody that looks different than you. Mm-hmm. I would say talk mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. All right, Diane, Diane, thank you so much for joining us here today. It's been a pleasure having you on our show. You're welcome. For more information about Diane and to book her as a storyteller, visit www.dianeforlot.com. That's D-I-A-N-E-F-E-R-L-A-T-T-E. I know for one, I will be visiting that website very soon. Best of luck to you. Best of success to you, Diane, although you probably don't seem to need it right now. <laughs> All right. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. Visit us at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back to finish off this show. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You just love your pets, but sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Courtney Chung. And I'm Steven Zhao, and we are the team hosts for the show. And for listeners who are just tuning in, you guys have missed out on a great treat. The past couple of segments, we've been talking to and listening to stories from the professional storyteller, Diane Follatt. Now, just as a brief summary for anyone who's joining us right now, 
you would think that storytelling isn't much of an art or is more just talking, which I guess it is. <laughs> it's <laughs> so much more than just it is talking. So Diane has introduced us to the idea of how we can use our voices to portray emotions that go far beyond the frozen word, as we quoted from her during the past few segments, mm-hmm. how words on a book are frozen, but the words that are said and passed along are fluid and, well, can evoke, how do you say, emotion, empathy? Emotion. Something emotion. like that. Evoke emotions, yeah. All right. To close up our show, hopefully also talking about the idea of storytelling, is Jacqueline Tao with Campus Calling. Jacqueline, welcome back. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Courtney. Hey, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you guys? We're good. Glad to, we're good. Glad <laughs> to see you here, Jacqueline. It's been yeah. a couple of weeks since you hosted last and quite a bit of time before you did your last field report. Right. I think it has been a while. But yeah, now I'm back. <laughs> so um, since we kind of had a couple people talking about storytelling and scrapbooks and basically um, perpetuating somebody, something through the spoken word, I thought today I might talk a little bit about um, computer science, which initially sounds very unrelated, but I was Wait, just working. Computer science? What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I literally just like, did like a double connect- take. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I think the connection might not be obvious at first, but I was actually just working on, I've been working for many days on a computer science project that I'm taking as part of my introductory computer programming course. And then um, it's actually one of the, probably one of the most interesting classes I've taken just because it's such a different way of expressing yourself. It's not like doing problems for math or writing essays for English. It's, um, let's say you're given an assignment and the assignment says you have to implement the game Yahtzee or um, you have to write a program that plays the game Breakout, which is that Brick Breaker game. I'm sure a lot of people have played it on a computer before. I'm sure there's like a bajillion different names for that game. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We called it Breakout, but we had to program that game. And so I was just thinking it was really interesting how... um, you kind of you learn an arsenal of code or language that you can use to implement a certain action or implement a certain object, and then we have to string those together and come up with algorithms, basically uh, formulas for how to achieve that or how to use the tools that we know to create a certain result. And so it's almost kind of like storytelling in that you're using, you know, your arsenal of what you know. For example, in storytelling, it might be your words or um, rhetoric and things like that mm-hmm. and then part like um, imparting it to other people so I thought that was just, just kind of an interesting connection between the two I actually find it interesting thinking about this right now Jacqueline you've told stories about your time at Stanford quite a bit in the past few times you've been on as a field reporter yeah and now you're saying that you're taking computer science and it's like a storytelling unit correct yeah similar okay make that claim yeah what i'm getting to right now is we are now going to test your powers of storytelling you are now assigned to tell us another interesting story from your stanford experience in code yes in code you can talk in in javascript you can talk in javascript if you want no oh i was just writing javascript actually (laughs) i've had some experience there i don't see how you can talk in it. it makes you sound like an alien gibberish robot yeah exactly um, <laughs> no but seriously Jacqueline do you have any interesting stories and updates from Stanford um 
Have you had fun? I think this might be more more stressful, really, than interesting. But basically, uh, right now we're in spring quarter, which means that Stanford's on the quarter system. So this is our third and last quarter of the year. And everyone says that it's supposed to be very relaxing, but I happen to probably chose to take a little bit too many classes this quarter. And so um, it's just been super, super stressful. So I guess I just have a lot of stories this quarter about staying up till like 5, 6, 7 a.m., kind of like getting to watch the sunrise many, many times over and over and then now I'm not off. sure if I want to hear those stories. Those were these, were these all-nighters, or did you actually get to sleep a couple hours, um, minutes? Yeah, minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I count. I think I would count one hour of sleep as an all-nighter. Oh Anything more would be counting as sleep, really. Um, yeah, and so, so have you just been spending all your time like studying, doing homework, just um, all of that I stuff? A lot. Of other stuff too I mean there's extracurriculars um Uh like you do activities and then a big part of college is the relationships that you build so you spend a lot of time eating with people and things like that but when it actually comes down to it I think there's just a kind of unexpected workload associated with college which is why a lot of time um I think some people end up being over ambitious like me and signing up for too many classes and having to stay up that late but Talking about I'm sure, what? I'm sure you've been having at least some fun, you know. I hope. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Talking about emotion and voices, you can hear the terrorized emotions of uh, pain and anger inside of her voice as she's talking. But not really. I'm I don't. Kidding. I don't think she's that. I don't think I'm you're that. Just kidding. <laughs> you can, however, Uh-oh. tell that I feel like you're a bit under the weather by the way your voice sounds. Yeah, I'm definitely sick. I've actually been sick <laughs> for the past week um oh no yeah I was trying to get better but I mean I have a story I mean I also had an eye infection um a couple weeks ago this story is just getting worse (laughs) except it's amusing because now she's talking with like a little bit of a joyful voice while she's talking about eye infections yeah I have an eye infection (laughs) yeah it's it, it was really exciting and fun basically um I don't know. So I have monthly contacts and I put them, I think I was wearing them for about one and a half or two months. And so there was this white kind of growth on my eye. And then it turned out that it was a corneal ulcer, which means that it refers to a bacterial infection that occurs. All right. Okay. Moving on from eye. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Move on. Sorry. Sorry about that. It's okay. But Ash just, it just found it really, not really interesting, but kind of just similar that I've been having so much stuff to do as well and how just everyone, I feel like a lot of seniors right now have just so much stuff to do and it's just piling on at the very end when no one wants to do anything anymore. Yeah, I think also it's just that we don't want to do anything and the work isn't that much more. It's just more troublesome to handle. (laughs) Jacqueline. I feel like it's work. I feel like it's just extracurricular. Yeah, part of that. Hey, Jacqueline, one thing I wanted to ask, now that you're in college, do you have to use this um, kind of more, do you have to do more public speaking, public presentation and storytelling in front of classes, in front of other students because you're in in college now? Have you had the chance to do that? That's actually a really good question. I would say it definitely depends on what your major is. I mean, if you're interested in, I don't know, (laughs) um, some 
something like public policy. A lot of the classes have associated presentations, but um, right now I'm doing an engineering major. And so it's all just, um, we call them problem sets and midterms and I don't know, CS programs and things like that. So I haven't had a lot of public speaking, but I guess another venue where you could do public speaking is in your extracurriculars. And so, for example, entrepreneurship is a big thing at Stanford. And I know they do presentations and they're just talks all over campus, sometimes involving students. But again, I think it depends on what your interests are. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to generalize. Yeah. Yeah, but the key with those talks is that you have to make them interesting and not boring monotone voice for a full hour and a half. <laughs> right. Yeah, I feel like some of the more inspiring talks that I've been to, um, for example, during my orientation, or sometimes you get random emails about talks that happen, most of them have involved some kind of um, personal anecdotes. In other words, just professional storytelling mm-hmm. storytelling for a purpose i think yeah well jacqueline unfortunately we are out of time but thank you so much for joining us and updating us on your life at stanford and whether or not it's good or bad we would like to hear more good things in the About future hopefully <laughs> yeah it's all good all good all right. Thank you, everyone, so much for joining us here on Voice America Kids. Thanks to Star Star Productions for producing the show. Thank you to our guests from across the globe. And thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. You have been listening to Express Yourself on the on, on on-air global community where teens net talk and the world listens on the Voice America t- Kids Network. I'm Stephen Zhao. And I'm Courtney Chung. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Express Yourself. We want to hear your thoughts and we want to hear your to answer your questions. So email us at btsyateenradio at gmail.com. That's btsyateenradio.com. Teenradio at gmail.com. Sorry. Check out our radio site at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com and our creative community site at www.btsya.com. You can upload your creative works at our site for free. Get involved with Be The Star You Are Charity, buy books and t-shirts in our store, and make a donation to keep Be The Star You Are Charity alive. Thanks again for joining us, and until next week, remember, express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine between the lines. If you would let yourself